Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning, Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They love this. Buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We pastors. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, October 23rd. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. Hope you're having a great start to your week. More importantly, hope you had a great weekend. They go by too quickly, but we've got the entire gang back together. That's exciting. That's good news. Nick Roush back from our nation's capital, back after a bye week, and he instantly just leaves the chat for seemingly, Scoots, no good reason. <laughs> That's Nick Roush for you. Hey, there he is. Welcome back, Roush. I couldn't hear TJ talking. Thought something might be wrong. Something was wrong, but it's right. We're ready to rock. We're ready to roll. I'm back. How's everybody doing? Do you miss me? No. no. <laughs> Not at all. No. Checks no. out. No. Checks out. No, of course we did. I want to hear, in all seriousness, I do want to hear all about it. I, the pictures were awesome. Looked fun. Looked like you just got perfect weather. Uh, it looked like a really good weekend getaway. So I was happy for you and the missus. It, was, it, it did. We got, um, we really did get idyllic conditions. And also, I, I'm not used to like convenient, easy travel, but. It was weird. You go through the airport and then you like do security, and then an hour later you're somewhere that would normally take you eight hours to drive or ten hours to drive to get there. Um, air travel, fascinating stuff. Yeah, planes. How do they fly? I I don't know. I usually I'm not I'm not the biggest plane guy, um, but I yeah I uh, it was it was nice. It was convenient. We got there. The train took us right downtown. It was like a forty five minute ride. So like. Yeah, it was it was it was very cool, very nice, beautiful day. Um, we we probably walked about ten miles on that Thursday, just all around um, the mall downtown, from the Lincoln Memorial all the way up to George Washington's burial grounds at the Washington Monument. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was really nice, and then we checked out uh, three museums. Checked out the African American History one. Uh, that's new, the natural history and the art, the art gallery where, man, I'd never been to that one too. The, the, just all the architecture there, it's so damn cool. It's just, you're, you just keep turning around and you're like, wow, wow, wow. There's a lot of wows. Um, 
So it made for a, a great Thursday. We had a great meal to top it all off. That was like a one of those. I, I felt like a Griswold, um, seeing all of the sights, walking around. But it was just beautiful weather. A nice, uh, just a nice. Th- it really set the tone for a nice weekend getaway. Because then slept until like nine thirty on back to back days. Like what? Come on, Whoa. come on. Yeah, exactly. We we don't get that very often. Um, and then had a had a fun wedding at a country club where they apparently they stashed the Declaration of Independence during the War of eighteen twelve. So yeah, it had some. It was a wall on the fancy side. So I got to really let my hair down, have a good time this weekend. It was a it was nice, nice little refresh button. Cool, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a neat little piece of history. Yeah, DC's awesome. And Roush and I both have now gone there in the last two months on little weekend getaways. Highly recommend. So much to do, too much to do for a weekend getaway, but plenty to to keep you busy. And yeah, they, I, I had recommended the, well, it was recommended to me, obviously. It's an awesome museum, the African-American History Museum, but it's like right there on the mall. Yeah. It's like, well, why wouldn't we pop in, you know? Right. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, well, this is like an eight hour thing. Uh, we only have an hour. We only have 45 minutes. We have two hours. Like you could, you could spend multiple days in there reading on everything that they have. Uh, did you notice the incorrect piece of history on Adolf Rupp at the African American History Museum? Um, I I did not notice it. I saw the Texas Western warm up shirt, so I, I'm I, I'm wondering. I'm, I'm assuming that that's what you were referring to. Yeah, I think they called Rupp like a staunch segregationist or something like that. And it's like, well, okay, it's not true. Um, but no, they, they have a ton of awesome history. A lot of Muhammad Ali in there, which was really cool to mm-hmm. see. Yeah, made you feel yeah. like you're kind of back in Louisville. Go into his. He has like a whole little like corner, which you may yeah. say like a corner. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Like they, I mean, just think like, of, of all the people they have there, and they have so much history. And not just sports, like it's everything. It's, I mean, it's like African-American history that goes on for 500 years. So to have like a dedicated area to Muhammad Ali is pretty, pretty sweet. So glad you enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the galleries are sweet too. Um, yeah, well, yeah, we blink and it's like, oh, uh, we've it's eight hours. We've done a ton, like days over. We had to take a break from reading after the Amer- African-American History Museum. It was like, let's just... Let's just go and look at the fossils, like ooh bones, because it was just it was just a lot, you know, it was yeah. kind of mentally exhausting. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, oh cool bones, and then I was doing the whole bit where I was like calling things the wrong thing, and then I saw a polar bear and I said, oh panda bear, and it was really just my mind was shot. <laughs> it yeah, just you, wasn't you, working. You tricked your brain a little too much. Well, for UK not playing this weekend, it's a uh, very well. There was the blue white game, so I guess they did play to some capacity, but not playing football by week mm-hmm. for UK by week for U of L, but my goodness gracious, I feel like we could go four or five hours just talking strictly sports today, but you know, that's not normally what we do on Kentucky roll call. We got to check in with our buddy scoots scoots. How was your weekend? Uh, it was good. It was a little long. I, um, worked a lot this weekend, but I got to have a little fun this weekend as well. Went to Spears' birthday party on Saturday night, him and all of his buddies, so got to meet all him and his buddies. I walked in, and they were Spears comes up to me, and he was like, dude, you have no idea 
how many guys in here want to meet you tonight? And I was like, oh, okay, well, what about the ladies? Do any of the ladies want to meet me? So kind of had some fun with that. But, yeah, they were all coming up to me, giving me grief about my scooter spread selections that I'm horrible at. And they all wanted to know who I was betting this weekend so they could bet the opposite. And it was it was a big old time. I didn't – they had pizza delivered at, like, 930. I told Spears that I would not be around for pizza at 930. Um, I actually left – as I was walking out the door, the pizza was coming in. So I was true to my word. I was not there when the pizza got there, got in the building. So, but no, it was a lot of fun. And then I, I worked yesterday and just after work, didn't, didn't really do a whole lot. Read a couple chapters of Harry Potter and that's really how I wrapped up my weekend. So all in all, it was a good weekend. I worked a little too much more than I would have liked, but it was a good time. Yeah. I wanted to, I really wanted to go to Spears birthday party, but we had, we had stuff going on Saturday night. Um, I hope it was fun. I hope he had it. What, big 6L? Yeah, they, so there was like, I want to say there was 10 or 12 of them that had turned 60 this year, so they just celebrated them all. And, of course, they're all wearing black, which I thought was was pretty awesome. They're all wearing, like, black uh, button-up shirts, like nice fancy collared shirts, and their spears and his freaking black pullover. I'm like, you didn't get the memo for the fancy nice black button-up shirt spears? And he was like, hey, you get what you get with me. And But he was in black, and then – Tony Burke was in black too, but he had a shirt from when he was a senior in high, or not from when he was a senior in high school, but it had his picture, his senior year picture on the front that his sister-in-law made for him. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. He was such a loser. I even told Tony, I was like, Tony, you are so much better looking now than you were at 18. Like, holy smokes. Wow. But no, fired it, it was a lot of fun. Well, his many, I, many, many years ago. I actually talked to his wife at one point throughout the night. She agreed with me. She said he's better looking now than he was back in the day. Well, good. Uh, oh, that sounds like a, a real hootenanny of a party. It was fun. Uh, happy birthday to all those folks. I bet the beers were being had. Beers were being had. Yeah, there was a bad night to be a lot, beer a lot of beers being downed. Yeah, and their bartender was awesome. Like, you went up there one time. He knew what you wanted. Like, I didn't even have to ask after the first one. He just handed me my Miller Lite. And it was the same with everybody. I saw him do that with, like, three or four people. They would just start walking up to the bar. He'd get in the cooler, have the beer on the counter by the time they got there. Pretty awesome. Are you still doing your Bud Light protest, or is that over for you? I didn't ever do a Bud Light protest. I will never give up my Platinums. Ever. Wink, wink. No. No (laughs) winks here. You haven't had a splatty platty in years. Scoot. I haven't had a I haven't had a splatty platty in about ten hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had to celebrate the Steelers' big win. Absolutely, yeah, that was awesome. That was I knew it was coming though. Look out oh, for Pittsburgh. I, I, I did not. I I was fully like this is the this is the time to fade the Steelers. No, they won. I was shocked. We went on a little walk. I was like, yeah, we'll get back, and the game will be wrapping up, and they'll be losing. No, they won. Shocked. I, I, I still can't believe it. How did your Packers do, TJ? They mm. lost. I knew they would. Um, now one and seven all time in Denver. They're they're like Lafleur. Now it's like the I I knew this band before they were popular. I knew Lafleur stunk the day that he cost Green Bay the NFC Championship game against Tampa Bay like three years ago. Uh, deciding to kick a field goal to make a one-possession game a one-possession game, just a total and complete doofus. And now, like, everybody's starting to figure it out. They're like, oh, this guy can't really coach for beans. It's the most undisciplined team in the NFL. It's just penalty city. The defense is actually pretty solid, but unfortunately, Jordan Love just kind of sucks eggs. And, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, another loss. And 
who has Green Bay lost to now? They've lost to the Raiders, who are cheeks. They've Better, lost to the Broncos, bad. who are cheeks. They've lost to the Falcons, who got a big win yesterday. Shout out to Desmond Ritter saying that. Oh, man, saying they that tried time. to blow that, though. Whew. But they're cheeks. And then the other team they lost to were the Lions, who are a good team. But one, they completely and totally dominated the Packers. And two, you saw the Lions aren't uh, – they're they're not invincible. The Ravens just absolutely took them to the woodshed yesterday. Big day for the AFC North yesterday. Uh, Green Bay stinks, though. That was so frustrating, and you could just see it coming. Um, but I am just, like, betting against Green Bay because I know that they're not that good. So it was at least a very financially profitable weekend gambling, both NFL and college. 3-0 and in picks of the week. Wow. Whoop, 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 whoop. That's big time. Yeah. Raising, raising the roof. I went the one. Are seeing me, but they're just so jealous. I went one and they're two, so but I got mad. my lock, so I'm, I'm I was pretty I happy know. about that. I can't. I, I'm 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 doing the thing. I'm just consistently bad at sharing which one of my picks are my picks. Mm. It's like you know you gamble all right, and it's like oh I was about five hundred, but like all of the ones I'm sharing are losers. Uh, turns out South Carolina can in fact only score at home. That was my one fear with that bet. Like they're going to be, a, they should be able to put up some points. But I worry they haven't scored on the road. Nope, still didn't score on the road. Um, but hey, it was it, it was a decent NFL day of selecting, and um, I, I did something last night, guys. I don't do often. I, I watched the Sunday night game stand alone. And first and foremost, when you've been watching Red Zone, you forget how much time you waste staring at commercials. Like there's a especially prime time. It's a lot of ads. Secondly. Eagles-Dolphins, that was a fun football game. Like, the Dolphins, their guys, they're very fast. Eagles, very big, very strong. A.J. Brown, very fast. And um, I did, like, I hate to give Trevor any credit whatsoever, but I had to text him. The Kelly Green uniforms are pretty awesome. I like those, them, too. Well, yeah. I thought that they were wearing those on, like, Thursday. I tweeted. I was like, all right, betting the Eagles. They're, they're not losing <laughs> to those bad boys. Uh, they're amazing. They're maybe the best – jerseys and football unlike the indianapolis colts who oh my goodness gracious you deserve i mean they didn't really deserve to lose they got hosed to a major degree oh yeah the the penalties on the stretch i mean that pass interference like the i mean that was just as uncatchable the ball almost went into the stands and they (laughs) they called it and the browns got the win because of it but uh they it was probably because of the stupid jerseys they were wearing it is really hard to mess up an nfl uniform Philly maybe perfected it with those Kelly greens, but whatever the Colts were wearing yesterday, just go ahead and burn those. TJ. I love blue, love white. I'm not, a, not a, you know, black, blue looks good together as well, but I don't know. That was terrible. I was fully prepared to come in here and give Hannah some crap for being a Browns fan because, so I was listening to that game on my way home from work and the Browns had the ball at the one yard line, first and goal, four downs in the first three times, first three plays, they throw the ball with P.J. Walker as their quarterback. What are we doing throwing the ball three times from the one-yard line with a quarterback who has spent his, the entirety of his career in the XFL? And then finally on fourth down, they run and they get in. So luckily that happened for the Browns because they would have gotten all kinds of guff. Yeah, we, we love we love seeing some P.J. Walker, though. Great name, hmm. awesome, just all around. I mean, if there's maybe one letter you could change, maybe you change the first one. But besides that, uh, awesome name, is, a big winner. Is Deshaun Watson just like trying to do whatever he can to not play football? 
he's just not good at football. I think is his biggest issue. Well, so he, he's trying to hide. Is that what he's doing? He wanted to come back in yesterday when he got hurt. He refused to put his helmet down. He was holding it the whole time on the sidelines, but they didn't let him back in. That was a Browns decision. If I was the Browns, I'd be like, we look pretty solid without this dude. I, I don't know the Sean Watson thing. Cleveland, what were you thinking from the get-go? But maybe you can correct and just move on from him because, I don't know. I don't think he is the uh, the quarterback that people think that he is or he, was. And he's he just cleared concussion protocol. So, like, he, I guess in theory could have played but did not. It was very, very weird. I think he's only played in, like, two of the six, seven games they've played this year. So, very odd. That was the first time since – I think 2019 that the Browns won back-to-back games. They'd lost 16 in a row after a win. So they just could never – it was just like win, loss, win, loss. That's unbelievable. Boom, they're back. Yeah. That is pretty unbelievable of a stat. Uh, we probably had maybe the worst quarterback matchup in the history of the NFL, and uh, that was the Bears and Raiders game. Two wow. backups starting. Put Although, some respect on Brian Hoyer's name. Absolutely not. He's terrible. Um, he's he's absolutely horrible. That one maybe should go down in the NFL record books for quarterback names. Although, do the Bears have something here? Do the Bears have something with Tyson Bagent? Bagent. Doesn't it sound like a, a character from like a British novel <laughs> or like one of those? I know like the BBC shows are really popular now. Ooh, Tyson Bagent dropping back to pass. I don't even know what that was right there. <laughs> why, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't the Raiders – we'll just move on from it. Why wouldn't the Raiders just play Aiden O'Connell the entire game? Anybody have an answer to that? He was pretty good. I, I, I don't understand. So was I mean, Brian Hoyer – the year for Brian Hoyer. This was going to be the time it was actually going to work for him. Wait, so who I think started – that he's never won a game as a starter. Who started for the Bears? Badgett. Badgett, Badgett. yeah. Badgett. Who the hell is the that? British, the, British, the British lad. He was he played for a D two school last year. Oh my god! Uh, of course he's, he's going to the Bears. But yeah. uh, the the women, they thought he's an attractive fella for the Bears quarterback. If they keep winning, he's gonna be he's gonna be a big time celebrity. Um, but yeah, nice win. I took uh, the Bears money line there. I thought that that was a chance that they were gonna get a big time win, but they blew him out. That was a complete and total domination there. But NFL fun. Unless your team absolutely stinks like mine. Huge upset. The Bills losing to New England. Did uh, Big Al the Shark find it? Did he, did he stick with New England this week? Uh, no, they went away from New England. Oh, so uh, the one week they go away from New England, New England gets a win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I will say I have fi- I figured out the Bills. You just got to guess it right. They either blow out a team or they lose outright. And I thought yesterday, I was like, oh, they're going to blow out the Patriots. Seven and a half point. Yeah, this easy cover. Uh, no, this was time for them to just lose outright. I don't, I don't really understand them. Um, I do think that defensively losing Tredarius White and uh, uh, the middle linebacker, uh, Milano, just hard, hard to lose your two most vocal leaders in one group and, and still have it. So kind of, kind of weird season the, the Bills are on right now, but that division is as vaunted as we thought it was going to be, as dominant as we thought it was going to be. It's still pretty pretty wide open, and with the Dolphins losing to the Eagles, we can still like say they're soft and call them frauds because they only beat bad teams. That's true. Uh, wait That's till true. they get hit in the mouth by a team that can run the ball, even though they couldn't. I mean, they did figure out how to run the ball somewhat in the second half, um, but 
couldn't get stops. Couldn't get off the field there. There at the end. Yeah, I didn't stay up for for the end of it, but um, I think the Dolphins will be fine. But that is a stat that's somewhat interesting. But having to go into Philly in a primetime game, that was going to be a pretty tough one for the Dolphins. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, good one tonight, or one that I'm at least like semi excited about. I'm sure most folks that play fantasy football have some sort of fantasy intrigue in this evening's game with 49ers traveling to Minnesota for Monday night football. The 49ers six and a half point favorites. I don't know. I, I would like the Vikings to at least cover that. Maybe 49ers win, but uh, I would think the Vikings cover. We can maybe talk a little bit more about that later on in the show. We do we do have a lot of UK news. Uh, we did have the blue-white scrimmage. I watched it. I don't know. Uh, I would doubt that Scoots watched it, and Roush was on the weekend getaway, so I would guess that he probably didn't see all of it. I, I caught up some some of it, yeah. Okay. Ended up, right. yeah, on yesterday, on yesterday. You don't say on yesterday, but yesterday I did watch some of it. A lot well, of we will. Uh, we're gonna. We're gonna break into that. I, I, lot to like, a lot to overanalyze, and when we come back, you would think based on how this first segment has gone, we all had pretty good weekends. Oh, not Scoots, Indiana Hoosiers, though. Nope. We'll, we'll come Loop. back. And we'll see what he has to for himself. Uh, make sure you get your Taco Bell in before this next segment. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. All right, Peter. With Walker and Roush. I like it. Welcome back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. You can make it even better by popping in a Thornton's. They're... Pretty much every other block in Louisville, it seems. And get a delicious hot breakfast sandwich, some fresh fruit, some coffee to get you fueled up, ready to go, and literal fuel for your car, potentially, because that's what gas stations have. They do have gas. Become a Refresh Rewards member, and you will not be disappointed with the savings at the pump and inside the store. Check out a Thornton's today, and check out our Thornton's text line. We're so thankful to Thornton's for sponsoring our text line. It was lively over the weekend. We have plenty to get to, a ton to get to. Uh, when we decide to head over in that direction. But for now, Scoots, not a good weekend for the Indiana University Hoosiers of losers. No, it sure wasn't. And I actually, you texted me on Friday night around 6, and you were like, I'm sorry about Boogie. And I had actually, I'd been so busy from about 1 to 6 that I hadn't even remembered that it was Boogie Day. So that was a pretty disappointing text to receive from you. I... I mean, of course, Friday morning, the way we talked about it, the way everything seemed, it seemed like Boogie was going to Indiana, but I was holding out just a smidge of hope that that wasn't the case. But I don't know. Once you see that tweet from Trilly Donovan, it's it's over. I mean, that dude just doesn't miss. So, yeah, I, I figured that's the way it was going to go. I was I was pretty upset about the whole thing. And the one thing that really upsets me, and I may have said this Friday during the show, but it seemed like Kentucky just didn't really want this guy. Kentucky fans, I should say. Cal and staff obviously wanted him, but Kentucky fans, they kind of act like, uh, we don't even really want Boogie, whereas Indiana, he's a prized possession. So I wish Boogie could have seen that writing on the wall, but 
alas, he made the decision to go to Kentucky, and I wish him well. But I, I I'm not convinced that I'm going to be a boogie fan moving forward. I'm I'm pretty pretty hurt by the whole thing. Oh, that that makes two of us. Because yeah, he he's not good. I don't I don't want him. I don't know what UK is even going to do with him. <laughs> yeah, throw, throw him in the, throw him in the trash. But you know, um, I just wanted well, him to beat out IU. But now that we got him, it's like oh. Uh, do we really do now? We really what do we do? It? No, I'm, 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 I'm excited about the addition. I mean, one, it's always fun to beat IU. It's always hilarious when Scoot makes these guarantees that he's just talking out his butt on, and it comes back to bite him. Joey Hart, Boogie, the Cats get who the Cats want. God, I'm over too. Especially when it comes to recruiting against IU. No, but if this is a guy that's going to be cool, I, I liked what he said during his commitment. Um, he, you know, he, he parroted John Calipari's Kentucky's not for everybody. I want to play against the best. I want to practice against the best. He did all that stuff. And that's always cool to hear somebody that's going to want to come in, come in and compete usually means they're not going to like throw a big stink if they're not starting and stuff like that. So it seems like his mindset's in the right place in terms of getting better, wanting to, uh, to, to go against the best of the best every day. That's awesome to hear. And then Roush, I loved his reaction to committing too. He did the old hat fakes, maybe maybe one too many hat fakes, and then he did the zip down the shirt, had the big UK on, but then he took it a step further that you really don't see from a lot of folks. Just went shrieking throughout the gym. Uh, not He kept his clothes on, but just re- went running around, jumped on tables, was hooting and hollering with people. Uh, it was very lively. He seems very excited to be a Kentucky Wildcat, which makes me excited to have him. I like people that want to be at UK, so... Good, good stuff. Man. He, he definitely couldn't be that excited if he had candy cane pants on. I mean, yeah. you just wouldn't see that athleticism. In fact, I think he would get slower. That's what happens when you commit to Indiana. You, you lose some athleticism. It's like you the get monster. Slower, you get a little bit lazier. Mm-hmm. And you get a little bit more hostile and aggressive, and especially in a Taco Bell drive-through scoots. More like McKenzie and Taco. I mean, there's there's nothing I could say. It's two v one. But yeah, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I freaking forgot about Mbako. That was a text I received what? on like Sunday at like noon from my brother, and I was like, "What the hell? Like seriously, what the hell is going on? It's all falling so, apart." Tell us. I don't, I don't tell know. Us. I, I have no idea. He just didn't want to leave a Taco Bell, and I know exactly which Taco Bell he was at, so that means he was hammered because it's right by the bars. So the dude's 18 years old, hammered, and won't leave a Taco Bell. If you're 18 and drunk, you should probably leave the Taco Bell if asked. Uh, if I'm 18 and drunk, there's no place. I like That's the one place that you need to drag me out of is a Taco Bell. Because, I mean, all I want is a Crunchwrap, you know? Maybe oh. maybe a grilled cheese burrito. That's all he wanted. Is, a, is it a crime to want a burrito? I don't think so, especially if your name is McKenzie M. Taco. It's not a crime. It's not a crime to me. And I, I think most Americans that had the college experience had some sort of incident at a White Castle, Taco Bell, or maybe a Waffle House at some point in their careers. And, and heck, you don't even have to be – it doesn't even have to be a college experience to have some late-night shenanigans at one of those three places. So Mbaco's just joining the club. This isn't a big deal, Scoot. Everybody doesn't need to freak out about it. And I'm saying that to – the IU fan base. Oh my gosh. I thought the IU fan base was on the verge of tears trying to defend Mbako for getting a misdemeanor, uh, resisting arrest or whatever he was charged, trespassing and resisting arrest. Like it's not a big deal, but every IU account they were trying to, well, it says Taco Bell closes at three 
and he was booked at 317. So they should have been open. Well, why won't why wouldn't they serve him? Like as the, like like they're just getting into the weeds about it wasn't actually Mbako's fault. It was the Taco Bell's fault mm-hmm. for not serving him. Um, this is probably going to turn out for a nil deal for Mbako. I don't think that's <laughs> off the table for him and Taco Bell. I think in the long run, this is going to be a good thing for him. But IU accounts, they were just losing it, just like trying to defend that it's not a huge deal and there's nothing to see here, which they're right. It's not. So chill out. Don't, don't, don't start crying about it. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm on the mindset of it kind of is a big deal because Indiana just constantly has these things happening, like right before the season. I mean, whether it's – Players getting in car crashes, running over each other, which we all remember that situation from years ago. But it's there's always something going on, and it's like, what is happening? Like, how are you not – where were Mbako's friends is my question. Like, where are the people that were with him talking some sense into him? Hey, man, you're a five-star athlete. You're about to start for Indiana University. You might want to get your stuff together, you know? Like, where were those guys on that night? That's, I don't, that's what I don't understand about the whole thing. They had to be driving him. He was in the drive-thru, and he wasn't driving. So, um, Wait, he was in the drive-thru, really? He was in the so, drive-thru. He got kicked yeah. out of a Taco Bell from the drive-thru? How the hell's that out? He wouldn't leave the drive They wouldn't serve him because he was being rude. So maybe maybe you should learn some manners in Hoosier land. I thought Hoosiers were supposed to be polite, Scoots. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, show him some Hoosier hospitality, Mbako. Nobody gave him that memo when he got here? Come on. On the flip side, though, maybe just get your five-star best basketball player on the team, uh, Crunchrat Supreme, if he wants one. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that too much to ask? Like, no wonder Boogie Flan is going to Kentucky. You're having ta- – you think Taco Bell at 3 a.m. is going to tell uh, Justin Edwards he can't have a delicious taco in Lexington? Yeah, right. They're going to be like, you. Own- this is your Taco Bell now. You own it. Have- anything you want in here, Justin, is going to be all yours. But at IU, you get arrested. All because you just were a little hungry. Little late night munchies for Mr. Mbak Taco. And he's not and now everything's everything's bad. So everything's did the bad. guy bad who's Did the guy with him get arrested too or what? Just him just McKenzie? I no, wanna I need to know all the details. Taco was the fall guy. Unbelievable. I see what you did there, TJ. I also love too that Scoots is like this this kind of stuff is always happening. It's just so bad and you reference something that happened like twelve years ago. Yeah. No, I mean, there's, there is, there's always like behind the scenes stuff going on with Indiana, and it's it drives because well, that's nuts. just kids. But that's kids, though. I think that was TJ's point. Yeah, like, but I feel like it happens at Indiana more than it does anywhere else. Like we we got we got we get guys with like their heads screwed eighty percent on. Like they just turn it one more time, get it screwed on a hundred percent. Like we, I need to stop getting the guys on Indiana's campus who have their heads screwed on eighty percent. Well, I mean, a lot, of, a lot of screw, a lot of screwing talk. Yeah, scoots. Well, uh, more than I thought. On I, I think, morning. I think that's just because you don't pay attention to it, like at every other school. Like that kids could, get in trouble. They stretch. do. I you did have that stretch where like a couple players were getting DWIs or car wrecks or something like that, smoking um, weed. But I, I agree with Roush, scoot. Like it's, it's I okay. I yeah, it's okay. IU fans are really on tilt right now. They're hey, just at least worried. The team, well, got crushed again. Hmm. Jesus. If you want a place, if you want a place that just like can't get out of its own dumb way, Michigan State Spartans have entered mm. the chat mm. because. Um, did you see their latest controversy, Scoots? Because they they've got a lot of them, and usually they're so bad that we don't even want to discuss them because it's like, you know, something to do with like sexual assault, something just like gross, bad, and you're like, oh gosh. 
Well, they did something this time that was like stupid in a much funnier way. I want to know if Scooch saw this. Did you see what they did? I don't think I know what he's referring to. No. I, I Roush. I, I don't know if it was like Barrett Sally or one of the national media guys just on his like interactions post was like, "What did we learn in week eight of college football?" Yes. And the top, and the top reply was, "Where Hitler was born." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, from Bonky Perkins, and he's right. We all learned that this weekend because Michigan State had a in-game kind of trivia thing. Like, they just, like, show, here's a question, and then they show the answer. Boring, just, like, normal stuff. Um, Love it. I, it was actually pre-game, but it was just, you know, something to, like, UK could learn a thing or two from this. But, like, just something to keep the fans engaged. Just, oh, trivia. You're with your buddies. Oh, I know this one. I know that one. Except- it reminded me of bar like trivia you see on the TV screens at the bar, right? Yes. Where it's like there's six TVs and oh, one of them's man. just rolling trivia questions. You remember you get those big machines at like a B-dubs and stuff like that. Oh, you that was oh, games yeah. and stuff. And I like that was a part a big part of my childhood. I absolutely loved those. We'd go to B-dubs with my friends just to like literally play the trivia. Uh, it was awesome. And see who could win. Uh, those machines were absolutely huge though. Hilarious that they needed things that big to be able to do the trivia, but <laughs> Uh, that's just a little blip in technology, but yeah, it, it, that's a good comparison. Just you know, people drinking, getting into the stadium. Let's put up a little trivia. What could go wrong, Roush? Nothing, right? Uh, just a little trivia. Well, they showed a big picture of Hitler and said, "Where is he from? Where was Hitler born?" Which, like, you know, there's a time and a place for certain historical facts and trivia. I don't know if a Michigan State Michigan football game is the is. Let's put Hitler on the big jumbotron and see if anybody knows where this cat was from. Yeah, yeah. Well, and what the you know, funny. You know the answer, Scoots? Where is he from? Where was he born? Couldn't tell you. Oh, you're muted. yeah. He doesn't know. Where? Oh, you're oh muted. Still, still where? Muted. Where are you? Yeah. Where is he from? Do you don't you don't know? I don't know. No. Vienna, Austria. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Not German. Now I know. Not German. Out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in East Lansing got that one wrong. I think that's really where the outrage kind of started. And then they were like, wait, well, well I'm not mad about getting it wrong. Wait, we just had Hitler on the jumbo truck. Uh, <laughs> Michigan State said it was a third party. They fired the third party, and it, it, they, they apologized for the mistake. But, yeah, that was a good – that was just like another – Roush, summed it up perfectly. Anything that can go wrong for Michigan State will go wrong, even just their harmless video trivia. It also was very – like the way that they described the, uh, the like AD and all, like the the apology, the apologizing for it was so over the top. I was like, I mean, I get it. it you you goofed up, but like, I don't know. Like, it, 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 they, like they went the, really. It's like the husband that's on thin ice and. He's like home ten minutes later than he should have been. He's just going over the top with apologies. It's like yes, that's yeah. what it felt like. It's like we we get it. You all are idiots, but still, like it, it was a you trivia up, thing. It doesn't right. need to be the end of the world, but it is. It's just like when you stack it up with Michigan State, it's just one thing after another. Uh, and then they're getting just pounded by their rival. In the meantime, it's, uh, they're a mess. At least they have a basketball season that they should be excited about. Spartans should be pretty good. No way, Tom Izzo underachieves. No, no way. Him, he would never do that. It is secret scrimmage time. You're it was a secret a lot scrimmage of season. Yeah. Always fun to see those updates. Always fun to get the overreaction. UK didn't do a secret scrimmage. They did a public 
inter-squad scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Northern Kentucky on Saturday night ended up being a good crowd. Looked like a really fun event. I know a few folks that went, so they really enjoyed themselves. I just want to give a shout-out to Big Blue Drew. It's great having his tweets back on my timeline. Um, basketball season, more fun when you got old Big Blue Drew tweeting through it all. Uh, but it feels like we're back a little bit. But Roush wouldn't be UK basketball without a little bit of their own controversy. UK announces that Big Z was not going to play in the blue-white game, despite at Big Blue Madness, John Calipari specifically saying that he would. And again, I feel like this is kind of the, the theme of today's show is like, not a big deal, but, you know, with the IU stuff, not a big deal, but Michigan State, not a big deal, but Cal, what are you doing? You're just making stuff like a tougher for yourself. I know. Just don't tell us anything, and then when he shows up, we're happy. Like that's all he had to say. Because I know, I know what happened. I mean, this kid, he hasn't practiced like real basketball practice before. Like what he's doing in practice is unlike anything that's ever happened. And I bet you he's walking around just like ah, oh, like looking like a geriatric out there because he's getting his ass kicked in practice. Like it's never been kicked before. He's not ready yet. Okay, it's fine. I know. I remember we, um, was it Shane Sharp where you were talking, you're like, it's basketball. Like, what are we acting like? He can't, like, it's it's such a leap, he can't play. It's a little bit different for, uh, I think, a seven-foot-five guy who is, like, it is going to take him a little bit of time to get used to the physicality and all this stuff. So, like, why, there's no need to throw him out there now. I don't think it's a big deal. I just thought it was like. And Cal. <sighs> He did. Why'd you have to say something, Cal? Yeah, it's just like you didn't. People are looking for anything to jump on you, and here you were just specifically lying to their faces at Big Blue Madness. Like again, not a huge deal, but you just—that's something that was totally avoidable by just not saying what you said. But I disagree with you on this aspect of it, and it kind of goes back to like my shade and sharp takes. Just put the dude out there, like put him out there for five minutes. Let him run up and down the court. Let him do the tip just so everybody can see how hilariously big he is. Let him do the tip against Kareem Watkins and let everybody have a good giggle about it or something. Like, let him just stand in the corner and shoot. It's basketball. He has played it for the majority of his 20 years of life. I get it, and I totally agree with you, Roush. It probably was. Cal said that, like, he was cramping. He couldn't even get through a practice because he was cramping. So they're worried about – they didn't want to put him out there and have him get hurt. I think Cal's quote was, I was either going to be a man of my word or I was going to make sure we had him for the entire season. As if there was, like, no in between between those two things, you know? Yeah, right, right. um, But it's freaking basketball, dude. If he gets out there and he gets his ass absolutely handed to him by Trey Mitchell and a the arrow, puts him on a poster – well, good. We know where the baseline is. Nowhere to go but up for the big guy. Like, it's bad. he was going to be okay. Or he wouldn't be okay and just take him out. Get him out there for five minutes. Let him run around. Make a public announcement and be like, we just wanted him to kind of get loose. He's still getting with everything. He's only been through a couple practice. But I hope you enjoyed him. We'll, you'll, you'll get to see him in the exhibition games or something like that. Um, the protecting of some of these dudes at UK is wild to me. But I got to stand true to the sentiment of today's show. Not a big deal. It really wasn't a big deal. Uh, the blue-white game was fun, though. Uh, I, gosh, had to pick up my mom and stepdad from the airport. They're probably, they're probably listening, and I love them very, very much. Um, but we, we, we've got to stop asking, unless you, like, live out of town or far away from the airport, as a, as a community, we got to stop asking friends or family to pick you up from the airport. There's too many, there's too many other available options. Like, one, what? 
leaving your car at the airport. Two, ride shares. That's pretty much the list, but I mean, that's all you need, though, right? Like those yeah, two. Yeah, but you you're saving them twenty dollars. You know, twenty dollars for my. I will pay for the Uber. I'll I'll save them the twenty dollars and and pay. Because here's what happens, Roush. Is, hey, we landed. Sweet. I live about twenty minutes away. By the time you get through everything and all that stuff, we should be there. But then you just wait forever for the bags. So I watched the first half of the blue-white game, parked car at the airport where it says, like, no parking, but everybody parks anyways. Do they yep. just have to legally say that? Is that, like, yeah, cause of like commercial where it's just, like, the legalities of it all? Right. Cause, and it's it, – you can, they just don't want to leave the vehicles unattended, you know? That's true. That, that's the big one. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, my mom says it would have cost $59 just – she, so she is listening. But I, it was nice to see them. They were gone for a week. I did miss them. But I watched the blue-white game in the car. I was kind of alternating back between radio and the actual feed. Good to hear Tom Leach calling some basketball. That was fun. Uh, but the game was good, Roush. Like, I, I, you know, I think there's a lot to like. I don't think anybody's going to have any grandiose takes about cutting down the nets or anything like that. But good group and old Rob Dilling him. Not Dilling him. Dilling him? Dilling wow. him. What do you think about that, Scoots? I see a giggle over there. Big yawn, but a, a slight giggle. It was it was boring and funny at the same time. Yeah. Good, good, good. That's <laughs> what we're looking for. What we're, that's what we're looking for. Uh, yeah. How many did he finish with? 40? 43? Uh, I think 43. Um, yeah, I – it's one of those things where I don't like – same thing with Big Z where you're like, it's actually not that big of a deal. That's why we can't make it that big of a deal when Dillingham also gets 43 in a scrimmage. But it is a good reminder that this dude is going to be like he's capable of performances like that. And while I don't think we need to expect it consistently from him, it's going to be like twice a month where he just goes off and goes to banana land. So people forget that, but it's going to happen. And it is, I'm going to be using the Eric Bledsoe comp all the time for him, not because they play similarly, but like DJ is just the guy, the main guy, the dog. And he can play complimentary role and just doesn't have to be great, but he's going to have those games where he just goes off. Like uh, the NCAA tournament game where Bledsoe nailed nine threes. Like, Dillingham's just going to get hot in a couple of these games and be awesome. And it's also a reminder, too, to all of our idiot friends um, in the national media that are just like, oh, they've got a guard problem. No guards! The, the passing, I mean, like, even if you just watch the little eight-minute highlight reel, like, this team is such a good passing team. I mean, they're – and I know it's going to be different when it increases competition, but that, that stuff travels, right? Like, uh, you know, it's one thing, the the rebounding, that's going to be an issue. But the passing, that's going to travel no matter who you play. And that's going to – with the, the talented guards they have uh, and the ability to do it from all five positions, like, it's, it's, it's going to be nice. It's going to be a real nice car. Which just, like, brings us back to uh, – man – not a big deal, folks. But, like, brings us back to all these national goobers. It's like, all right, if you don't like UK or you think Cal's wash, that's fine. But when their criticism is guards, it's just like, yeah. you all are, do you all, are you all dumb? Are you trolling? Do you just not know ball, as the kids would say? UK's guards are the lifeblood of this team. If anything successful happens with this UK basketball team, and, and very much it will, a very, I think successful things are going to happen. I think this team's going to be really good. It will be because of the guards. All of it's going to be fueled by the guards. And 
big issue last year and not so much the year before that, but certainly the Askew team. So two out of the last three years, it just seems like Roush, you didn't have creators. And yeah. maybe part of that was an Oscar Shibway double-edged sword situation where it's just like, hey, when we needed a basket, we didn't really trust a guard to kind of put their head down and go get one for us. We'd throw it inside to the paint into Oscar and let him just kind of operate. And either he'd get fouled or he'd score or he'd miss, but he'd get his rebound and eventually figure it out. You just you, you, And it happened a little bit in that Kansas State tournament loss. It was just maybe like a little too late. But like Kaysen, we just wanted him to kind of be the aggressor. You saw it in flashes, but never really consistently. And if you needed him to go get a bucket, he wasn't overly reliable with that. Uh, the year before that, with like Ty Ty and Grady, you had some guys that could go get buckets or at least get into the paint and kick out, and you had shooters. But once people got hurt, uh, that wasn't the case. And then the year before that with Askew, you had no creators. You had nobody that really could go get their own shot on a consistent basis, um, and that team was absolutely horrible, as we all remember. This team has a ton of creators. This team has more guys that can just make something out of nothing dating – maybe maybe in the Cal era, like potentially – I mean, Rob Dillingham, the, um, running down. he's going to get a shot off. It, will it be a great shot? I don't know. Will it have a chance to go in? Absolutely, it'll have a chance. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, the the 17 team gets overlooked for that because like people hated Briscoe every time he stepped on the baseline. But Briscoe, great creator. I mean, they three guards that could kind of do whatever they wanted to, when they got in the lane. But yeah. Um, yeah, and Derek Willis couldn't really create his own shot, but he would knock down a shot whether opened or not open. So, like, when mm -hmm. Briscoe would drive or Mo Fox or Monk would drive, you know, that was another guy that you know could score if given the opportunity with Derek Willis. So that 17 team was good. But Dillingham, he's going to go get a shot off. We know Wagner can. Edwards, I think Edwards is going to have some really, really, really fun moments. I think he's going to have some frustrating moments, but he is definitely a dude that can go get his own shot. And Reed Shepard, you know, if UK – had to have him running the point this year, but you had all the, like, let's just say it was Reed Shepard and Antonio Reeves and Justin Edwards and bigs. You, your bigs were your bigs. Like, I, I feel good about that. Uh, you know, he's another great creator, smart player. You saw him knock down some outside shots. He'll do plenty of that this season for UK. So Isn't he like 6'4"? 6'4"? Reed? Yeah, I think he's 6'4". That'd be a huge point guard. That could be a major blessing. Yeah, well, he's, that's the thing is you have so many interchangeable dudes that can take the ball and run with it. The um, arrow just look, I mean, he just keeps getting better and bigger. Um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I look at this team. I think one issue for it, and we say this somewhat frequently with Cal, and it ends up never being that huge of an issue. All the, well, I shouldn't say ever. Uh, definitely has been an issue. Is that like I hope that he's able to keep everybody happy. I hope that he doesn't lose any players on the bench or lose anybody's morale because I don't really – like, what, what are you going to do? What's the lineup here? Can we get Dillingham, Wagner, Reeves, and Edwards on the floor at the same time? Probably not. Cal probably wouldn't want to. But, like, is there a, is there a path for that? Can those four defend enough? Because how would you guard that? How would you guard those four players on the floor? You have enough spacing with shooting – you have enough penetration on all four guys can go get their own, like we already said. I don't care who the biggest. Trey Mitchell would be another stretch five. Can you play that lineup? I hope you could. I think you could. I'd love to see it. Um, but that, that would be one concern is just like, you got to, 
you got a lot of bodies. You're going to be bringing, bringing in some bigs back into the fold, but especially from like one through three, I just don't know how, how that rotation is all going to shake out when it's said and done. Probably Wagner, probably Reeves, and probably Edward, but how do you leave the dude that just dropped 40 off the on the bench for extended periods of time? Reed Shepard is a guy that should, plays winning basketball. How do you leave him on the bench for extended periods of time? Um, that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. A lot of, lot of, a lot of production in the backcourt. You just got to figure out how to get the most out of it. I did do uh, some referencing. Reed, six foot three, technically, Scoots. So, okay, is that still tall for a point guard? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Let's end hour one here. Hour number two coming up. That was a fast first hour. We'll get to the text line and we'll turn our attention to UK Tennessee rivalry week for the Cats. This is Kentucky roll call and Big Exports. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Fun first hour there, went by fast. Second hour is going to fly by as well. I want to remind you about our friends at Salsaritas. If you're looking for delicious food, uh, they won't kick you out of the drive-thru in Middletown. They've got a drive-thru there. Uh, they won't call the cops on you. Uh, they'll stay open late. I think, what, 8 p.m., 9 p.m., something like that. Uh, just don't, don't cause the scene. They have two locations in Louisville. Middletown and St. Matthews, both are great. It's delicious. And keep Salsaritas catering in mind for your next big event, party. Halloween parties are coming up. Always fun to have Salsaritas at the Halloween party. Uh, keep them in mind. It's really, really, really good food. And you can save $20.23 with the fall 2023 promo code. That goes until the end of this month, fall 2023, for $20.23 off at Salsaritas. Uh, wow. Our- where, where are we going to start our number two? Numero dos. Uh, dos a cero. Uh, I will say, TJ, there was part of me when I was getting ready for the wedding, I got to eat lunch in a conservatory. Like, that made me feel real fancy. We were getting ready in a billiards room. Um, and I was checking scores, and I couldn't understand why in the hell Tennessee was playing, like, beating Alabama for a half. Uh, did not like that at all. Um, but really taking it to them. Yeah. Uh, it didn't last though. Thankfully did not last. Um, they ended up getting beat by the Crimson Tide and I think Bama covered as well. I think they ended up covering that nine points, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, plenty of Tennessee talk on deck. I did want to quickly mention though, that we've already got our first firing in the sec. Arkansas dropped to two and six. They lost seven to three to Mississippi state. So they fired their offense coordinator, Dan Enos. Going to be a nice $3 million buyout. Um, so poor guy, he's down on his luck, but he is a little bit richer. $3 million richer. Uh, but Arkansas, tough year for the Hogs uh, down there in Fayetteville. Yeah, can't get out of their own way. Yeah, they're probably the most disappointing team in the SEC. I hope Kentucky doesn't take the crown from them there. But, yeah, they've been – they looked – K.J. Jefferson looked – Horrible. It's it's I mean, it's one of those. Hurt? 
I, I just think they've asked them to do a lot, and they had a really tough stretch of games, and they kept getting up, and they kept rallying late. But they, they covered in like three straight as like huge dogs in these big games, and I think they just ran out of gas. Um, that Mississippi State game was huge. It was a must win, and I, I just don't think they had enough left in the tank in that game. To, to lose outright to Mississippi State, though, that's a bad loss. Big loss for Arnett as well. Um, I didn't realize this until last week, but – Apparently, I, I mean, Mississippi State got a new AD, too. Um, like, Arnett was kind of just – when all that happened. So, like, he very much was kind of coaching for his coaching life as well. That was, that was a big win for the Bulldogs, who are the two weeks away. So, um, Kentucky opponents. I, know. I didn't, I didn't like that from a Mississippi State standpoint. I kind of wanted them to just be dead. Um, and, and they're not, unfortunately. They have four wins on the year. You know, get into a bowl game, first year head coach. That's going to be, a, that's going to be what they're going to look for. Um, at Auburn next week, you think they probably lose that one. Then the Kentucky game, which is at home and has just been a nightmare place for UK football for some stupid reason. Then they play at A and M. They're going to lose that one. They get Southern Miss. That think you think that'd be a win. So that may be win number five right there. And then you get the Egg Bowl to end the season against Ole Miss, which will be a tough one for the Bulldogs in there. So they may have to get that Kentucky game to get bowl eligibility. Yep, yep. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it one bit. I, I don't either. Um, but that's why you got to you gotta remind your team before you travel down to Starkville that you can ruin their season. You can be the ones that keep them home instead of getting to go to take Mayo baths in Charlotte. So, And let's get old Mark Stoops a road SEC West win before it ceases to exist. Right? Yeah, let's, 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 let's do that. that. Last chance to dance. Let's go ahead and make it happen. Uh, but you know is, what? While, while we're at it, why don't you beat Tennessee too? Just uh, you know up. what? Finish the year ten and two. Have have some stones, Mark. Do it. Yeah. Heard you there wouldn't. You. Heard you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. There you. Boom. Uh, uh, so you're right. We can talk about the Mississippi State game next week. It is Tennessee week. Supposedly they're doing something special for the jerseys, Roush. Oh, really? Do you know what it is? I mean, they wore the black jerseys last week, so. I don't know. I I just it was good to have a few days to not think about the anxiety that game's going to give me because there's a lot there's, there's a lot on the line. We follow we follow we talk about the game every day this week. We'll talk Tennessee. You'll be sick of us talking Tennessee by the way by the time this weekend. But everybody knows I'm kind of a gut guy. Just you know, you, can't, you feel it in your plums. Yep, I got a, my my gut's a little big right now. It so. Sure is, sure yeah. is. I hope your metabolism's doing okay. Um, <laughs> I don't feel good about this game at all. Like I, I I'm worried we're going to get just smoked. Yeah, and and that's the one thing with Tennessee that we have to remind ourselves that it isn't like the same old Tennessee. But they did, they were putting it on Bama there for a half. It's just it's a good football team. You gotta you gotta play good, and Kentucky has not been playing particularly good. So, but I hope this week we got healthier. I hope Kentucky is motivated, ready to rock and roll, and you can a win. You, you feel like you're kind of getting a jumping off point at a new season, fresh life. Let's see what mm-hmm. you can do in this tough stretch to end the year. A loss, and it's almost just like how much longer can you hold on to the rope sort of deal. And we don't want that. Uh, we don't want that one bit. Yeah. So, huge one on Saturday. My initial re- reaction right now is I don't feel great about it, but I do like that the line's three and a half. Um, you would think Tennessee may be a bigger favorite than that. It makes me think Vegas thinks something – Something a little funky is going to happen on Saturday. So I will say that's something that makes me feel a little bit better. But I don't know. Uh, and, you know, Missouri just beats the brakes off South Carolina. 
Like, Roush, there is this path where Georgia's national championship good, obviously, and Missouri is, like, New Year's Six good, and maybe Kentucky's just lost to two really good football teams that are just better than they are. Could that be it? Yeah. That, and that that's, that's, that's part of it is, like, yeah, the SEC's good. They lost to teams who are pretty good. So maybe if Kentucky's behind them, it's not the worst thing in the world. Remember, but- the SEC, it still does mean more. Yeah, and again, I don't think that's going to make anybody like feel warm and fuzzy inside. They're like, hey, when Missouri came in and you blew a 14-point lead and a fourth-quarter lead, uh, don't worry. It's because Missouri's actually pretty good. I don't think that's going to make people feel warm and fuzzy. Uh, hey, don't worry. Georgia's national championship good, so the fact that game was over in the fourth quarter, don't don't sweat it. Uh, and you got blown out between the hedges. But there could also be like, just because you lost those two games doesn't mean there's not doesn't mean you're a bad team. Table. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that, like, the rest of the season's over. There's not other teams you can't beat. We'll find out, though. We'll, we'll learn a lot about this U.K. team on Saturday. I mean, yeah. or, like, I think we've got an idea about their limitations as a team, what their strengths and their weaknesses are. We're going to learn a lot about their psyche, Roush, see where they're at mentally. Yeah, yeah, because that, that's the part that worries me the most is just how they handle adversity because mm-hmm. n- nothing ever goes perfect in these games. Something's going to go awry, so – Make sure you, right, like you got to be on your P's and Q's. Um, And you can't let one bad mistake turn into a bunch. I'm curious, you know, obviously they're not going to tell us in advance, but how much of the, how many quote-unquote midseason adjustments do we get, right? Like, Mm -hmm. does this mean they're just going to run it with Ray Davis more? Like, um, I'm I'm particularly from the offensive side of things because – they found a good, happy medium there for a little bit in the opening scripts. Like they're they're a fast starting team, but how do they how do they uh, in, keep that up? You know, like is there a, is there a go to? It was uh, watching uh, Collinsworth last night talk about uh, the Dolphins. Like when the offense was struggling, he was like, "When in doubt, you run this route," and it was a combination of slap flat wheel or slant flat wheel where it's just like, here's the pattern. They have three guys going to this side, and that's just their their bread and butter with Tua. Does Kentucky have a bread and butter? Can they get something where it's just like, all right, when in doubt, let's smash this button and get the train back on the tracks because that's what they need to do offensively. And then defensively, too, they got to – the safety's just got to be better. They got to produce more. They got to be better in the secondary. The secondary's been leaky. Um, even though the corners are creating a lot of havoc, like – the past defense, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. They aren't great. So, need the safeties to play better. Um, need to hear their names called a little bit more often on Saturdays. Maybe as, as interceptions. Wouldn't that be nice? Joe Milton. Nobody loves sailing a pass high to the secondary more than Joe Milton. Just safeties. Be there. Be ready to catch some arm punts from old old uh, Knoxville Joe. Yeah, and again, you know, I'm really covering my bases with this analysis. You only get this on Big X Sports Radio 7 to 11 with the Kentucky Roll Call. But I think either Milton will have a really good game, Roush, or a really bad game. How about that? Ooh. Take Quake. <laughs> yeah, he could also have just like a eh game where it's like. I would think that would be a bad game, though. Yeah, yeah, but you're, no, your definition of bad is also like kind of his definition of good this year because he's not good. He, he, it, it's a very low bar for Joe Milton to be good. But you know what? We can't say anything because. Devin Leary has not been good. No, he's stunk too. So, yeah. um, 
I just I feel like it's going to be like a three or four touchdown Milton game, or it'll be like a thirteen to thirty-one two interceptions type of game, <laughs> which kind of does hit home with some of Devin Leary's stat lines. But uh, um, but no, it's all going to turn around. I like the way that you. That's a good point too, and maybe we'll learn a little bit more of that at the at the luncheon today. Probably won't. Probably will have to wait till Saturday. But it's almost like when you're initially pass the ball in basketball, and like you're you're in transition, and you get the ball at the perimeter, you can dribble. You can shoot, you can hold on to it and pass. You can see somebody cutting. Basically, that's where UK football is at right now. Like this is a after bye week is a fresh start on the season. Are you going to try to be a run team? Hey, this is what we're going to do. Let's not try to outthink ourselves. The passing game's been a disaster. Ray Davis has been a treasure. Let's not let's not be stupid here. Let's just give him the ball. Let's go back to more of our Eddie Grand. Let's just run it. Let's run it. Or is it? You know what? We're going to have to just like. Baptism by fire. Leary keeps slinging that bad boy. The only way we get Danky out of this rut is just keep throwing him the ball, and he's gonna he's gonna make some impressive catches in time. I don't know. We're gonna find out though. Um, I hope they do have a plan though, because it does seem like a couple times this season, Roush, they have a game plan. Something happens, and then they get confused whether or not to stick with the game plan, abandon it, uh, and that Missouri game specifically. You know, you get up, things are looking good. Uh oh, Missouri's punchy in the mouth. Well, what do we do here? And they didn't really ever do anything. They didn't really have an answer, unfortunately. So uh, it'll be interesting to see where UK goes coming off this bye week. But again, it's a big mental week for me. If this team just kind of lays down and quits against Tennessee, then it may be all she wrote on the season. If they show some heart and fight and win, then this could still be a really, really fun year. It's a big one on Saturday, folks. Sheesh. It, it's, uh, it certainly is a, a very big one. Um, so I'm... Can I ask you all a uh, uh, change change gears keep it on yeah. football but not uk what did you all think of the two controversial calls in college football on saturday the iowa fair catch and then the wake for or the pittsburgh slide which Ooh, i didn't didn't hear about the pittsburgh slide the pittsburgh uh, slide the pittsburgh slide sounds like something scoots and a lady at walmart do come on come on <laughs> The Iowa Fair Catch and the Pittsburgh Slide. Scoots Saturday night. Um, well, the Pittsburgh Slide was Pittsburgh was playing at Wake Forest. I had Wake Forest. So I was very happy with how the, all this unfolded. But Pittsburgh, about 47 seconds left, something like that. Wake Forest does have two timeouts, but it's third and nine. And Pittsburgh does an option. The quarterback, they got a nice little quarterback at Pittsburgh now. It took him time to get to this player, but he's pretty solid. He keeps it and... He's got the first down. His own teammates are, like, celebrating seeing him. And he wants to stay in bounds to keep the clock running, um, which you, you didn't really need to – you didn't have to do that necessarily. Uh, so he gets past the first down marker, slides. First down, that should be the game. The ref says he started his slide short of the first down marker. Pittsburgh has to punt to Wake Forest. And with about 40 seconds left, Wake Forest goes and scores and wins the game. So, the, so huge my, controversy in that one. Okay, my take on this is that I think he might have been past it, but also, like, quarterbacks, refs never give you benefit of the doubt when you're doing your sliding. Like, they always start it much earlier than – like, I, I feel like every time – it's the same thing when you punt it out of bounds. I feel like refs just march, like, 20 yards too far every time the ball's punted out of bounds. Look, they're all, their spot's always off. Same thing with slides. They always bring it back like three yards too far. We're like, hey, you're, you're being a little they, – they were being too liberal here. That's why you just got to do the dive. You got to do like the dive, tuck, and roll, and then they'll never 
mess that up because he had the first down. So right. he like he does where he is down and where the ball is. It is undoubtedly a first down. Like I yeah. can see why Pittsburgh was so frustrated. However, the rule is you're down when you start to initiate the slide in order to protect quarterbacks. They wanted the second that the quarterback, and that's why that fake slide was such like a huge controversy. Remember, was that Pittsburgh actually? Yeah. Can you pick oh, it? Oh, oh. Comes full circle. Live by the slide, die by the slide. But so the rule is when you start the process that's where you're down like technically the play's over there it's not about like where you finish when you're sliding it's where you just start and he starts the slide process short of the first down that's the rule and maybe change the rule or maybe we look into changing that rule but like by the rule they got that right well it's because he starts gearing down like he isn't i don't think he's like sliding before but like that's the start of the initiation of the slide right right it's just like him slowing down it's like well but so I, I it, it that one I understand it. The Iowa one made no sense at all because like Cooper DeGene did nothing to look like like if you it, you know the old saying is like with with porn. I know it when I see it, right? Like That's you could sh- you could show that to a crowd of hundreds and nobody would say that that was a fair catch call that Cooper DeGene did pointing at the ball before running up, picking it up, and then returning it 55 yards to the go-ahead touchdown. Um, it's it's a real shame. I don't the, – the weird part, it'd be one thing if they called it invalid on the field. The, the, the part that was wild to me is that it was overturned via replay, re- ugh, replay review. What are they looking at up there? Who's like, oh, yeah, that's a fair catch. You were the only person that thought, thought that was like a fair catch attempt. Well, that, that's, a, that's a good point. Um so, like, they didn't call a fair catch on the field. Nobody stopped playing. That play was as live as a live football play can be. Right. So, to go in the booth and be like, oh, actually, that we could consider that a fair catch, it'd be one thing if it was like, hey, one ref kind of blew his whistle, but then he stopped and let the play happen, and some players were confused, and, like, it, it just was a total mishap. This wasn't. Like, they, they let it play, and then you're going to come back in and be like, actually – because of the way his arm moved, we deem that a fair catch signal. And no, it, what? No, nobody thought it was a fair catch in real time. Nobody thought it was a fair catch when it was when the play was happening. Nobody thought it was a fair catch as he ran into the end zone. I agree with you that like the review aspect of that is dumb. To, but all that to, to to say that like in the moment, if an official had called that a fair catch, I wouldn't have blamed the official. I, I would have said, like, probably not his best move or her right. best move as an official to do that. But, like, as a catch returner, punt returner, you want to not give them anything. You don't, like, the, any sort of hand motion could be deemed a fair catch. So don't give them anything to even, like, chew on in that regard. And unfortunately, like, him doing that, that was probably enough in the moment to call it a fair catch. But that's the thing, Roush, as you already talked out. They didn't in the moment. They went back and reviewed it and said it. So I think that, I mean, both of those ways, Iowa and Pittsburgh, those are just really brutal ways to lose football games. Really, really brutal. Hey, but the under hit, how 30 much, and a half. Yeah, how much time was left in the game when that happened? That's what I was going to oh, ask. Like a, like, a, like a minute 15, I think. So if that would have yeah. stood, they would have been at 29 
and then Minnesota would have got the chance. Minnesota would have got a chance with the ball again. That would have been sketchy. I mean, but they they weren't going to go score. Though. No, probably not. No, they weren't. Well, yeah, yeah. They really but it does the the dreams of averaging 15 points a game and it being like an 11 and one team. They're they're dead. And I think uh, it's because the Hawks wore uh, yellow uniforms. The ACC is dead. Speaking of dead. Oh yeah, uh, Dabo. Oh, what, what? I love any time you mention the ACC stinks, like Mingus will appear in your mirror and be like, no, your conference actually stinks. ACC's terrible, Mark Ennis. I'm sorry. It's really, really bad. Um, and Clemson's dead as a as a program. Yeah, oh, totally dead. And Dabo knows it, too. He's like, damn it, I don't have generational talent at quarterback anymore. Can't go to the playoffs. And I don't think they're ever going to get it back just because, like, the shine has totally come off oh, yeah. Dabo. People aren't, like, head over heels over that dude anymore. Uh, nice win for Miami. That was a good. That was my lock of the week. So I was glad that they were able to come back and win that one. But Miami, they're they're not really all that in a bag of chips. UNC loses at home to Virginia. That and one they had what they had four hundred ninety yards of offense and lost. Mac Brown, buddy. How? Gosh. Shout out to Lachlan McLean though. You did it, UVA. You did it. I've watched Virginia a couple times this year. They're they so bad. In North Carolina had been a covering machine uh, up until, I mean, yeah, hell, even through the Miami Carolina. game. They've been awesome. Um, but that is what's fun is you can just – college football, teams like complete eggs. You know, like, I mean, Indiana has to beat some teams t- sometimes too, right? Like, it's just not – Not going to happen. Don't. Not going to happen. Scooch couldn't unmute his mic fast enough. To not going to happen, happen, Roush. I was hey, watching football with a buddy yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, I lost a fortune on IU." And I was like, "What why are you, would you think? Have ever bet IU?" Yeah, that's on you, why pal. You... He was like, "I," he was like, "I got a hot tip on it. I felt pretty good." And I was like, "Ah, oh, man." There's no such thing as a hot tip when it comes to Indiana football. Just keep that in mind moving forward. Uh, the the text line's hot. Should we head on over to the Thornton's text line? Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's the number. It is. Yep. They, I think we finished the text line on Friday. I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we did. It was a TJ says, I had Iowa. There you go. I had Iowa covering three and a half in my parlay. Everything else hit this weekend. Seeing that punt return called back, I hate it here. God, that's uh, that's tough. That is tough. That's a, just, again, tough way to lose a bet, tough way to lose a football game. Uh, but, hey, at least you're not a fan of the Green Bay Packers. Kirby says, obviously sucks, Big Z isn't playing, but such a weird hill for sports media to die on for Cal misleading the fan base, Kirby says in quotations. I'm sure the seven people who are only going to see Big Z are surviving. Our media is insufferable, outside of you guys, of course. I had a tweet about it, and I wasn't proud about it, but, like, again, not a huge deal, but Cal, people wanted to see that dude. Like, I wanted to see him. I was excited to see him. But, again, it's not a huge deal. Cal just kind of stepped in it a little bit. Yeah, um, you know, if you're going to – it's like, dude, dude, don't open yourself up for that. <laughs> like, I just get so sick of talking about that stuff. Like, he right. talks down to fans. Whoa, he says he hasn't seen them. And it's like, I just want to avoid that as much as possible. But, Cal, when you do say one thing at Big Blue Madness and then eight days later it's not to be, you're going to get the whiny folks that are just going to, like, lose their mind over that. And that's, that was a mistake on Cal's part. And then I thought his reasoning was also pretty bad about, like, no, I either was going to be a man of my word or I was going to have the player for the season. It's like, oh, gosh darn. <laughs> but they did the women's clinic yesterday. Supposedly that went really, really well. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like a staple of, like, the Lexington community. Huge, huge news, too, coming from the women's clinic. 
Suits are back. <laughs> wow. I did it. I bullied Calipari into wearing suits again. You were at the women's clinic? No, no, but I've been, he listens to roll call and he's heard me sure. with my takes that like he needs to wear suits and you said it was silly and I stuck to my guns and uh, look at us now. I just look don't care what grown men wear, but uh, that's a huge piece of news coming out of the women's clinic. Uh, he also addressed Weed Eater Gate. I don't know if you saw this or not, but there was. Oh, don't know about MLS, Weed Eater Gate. There was the MLS listing and it was by Coach Cal's house and it said, Close enough to have Coach Cal borrow your weed eater, but far enough away where he doesn't bring it back. Coach Cal said he didn't know what a weed eater was. No, nope, so he's calling the, right. He's calling the listing a liar. <laughs> Which now, all right, uh, do you have a rebuttal, Mr. Listing? What do you have to say for yourself? I want to get to the bottom of this. Cal oh. lied about Big Z. Where does it end? <laughs> he's misleading the realtors. <laughs> I do believe that Cal has never used a weed eater, though. That's yeah. something I can totally believe to be. Oh, true. yeah. Yeah. But he knows what it is. It's not like, a, like, you know, like Cal's not a blue-collar type of that dude. I just don't – he doesn't strike me as the guy that cares about lawn care. Nope. And you know what, too? Weed eaters are the worst. Like – Yep. I mean, having to restring a weed eater, just kill me now, you know? Just put, well, just put me down. We always have that one texter when we talk weed eaters, which that, it does seem like we talk weed eaters more than probably most radio shows. But we did have that one that always sends in, like, just get this. You don't have to replace them. It's super fun and easy. I don't know. It still just makes – it's not fun and easy. I, ha I have um, changed my weed eater game to where it isn't as nearly as bad as it should be anymore. Oh, that's like good. It, yeah. Like, it's um, one string. It's electric. Very easy. You just – Pop the new wool in, pull it out, boom, good to go. It's not as nearly as cumbersome, and it gets the job done. Gets the job done. Another texter on the Thornton's text line says, Scooch, I got a laugh out of your net hang-up on roll call. Sounds like my wife. She's also a Hoosier and had a gravel driveway. Just go blue chip style with a chain net. Yeah, like we talked about. Chain net would be awesome. Scoots thought the nets at U of L were too stiff, and he was really bummed by it. Like how so? Like it, they just didn't. So the ball would go. The ball would go through Roush, and there was yeah, there was just no movement. I mean, it was very much like those nets had been sitting in a freezer for like two years, and then they brought them out and were like, oh, let's put them up on the hoop. Like they they didn't have any movement. When I see a shot go through the bucket, I want to see a swish. You wanted to kind of grab it a little exactly. bit, exactly. And, and I brought it. Well, I brought it up with TJ on Friday that I want to see the net like come over the rim and have a chance to get stuck. You know. I want, I want to he see a splash home. To be tickled, I want the splash you? home. Mm -hmm. I, I also like the off chances that you get into a gym and the nets are like double the size. Yeah. So then I know like kids like Scoot's like, oh, look, I can touch the net. Because <laughs> it's the first time they can reach any of it. Some teams do some gamesmanship with their nets to try to maybe like slow teams down, have the ball get hung up in the nets a little bit more. Um, I don't know. U of L, I don't think there's anything. Maybe light the nets on fire or something just to scare the other team away. I think that's their probably only hope. That still having wouldn't any scare sort of them. Advantage. Yeah, probably Man, not. I just no, think it's cool. The, the tediousness of replacing a net, too, very annoying. Mm -hmm. And, like, nothing worse than when you get that hole in the back of the net and you're like, oh, gosh, this just looks stupid now. Yep, yep. Uh, Another texter says – TJ, how ticked would you have been at Scoots if he never got his mic to work on Friday? I wouldn't have been ticked at Scoots necessarily. Uh, it just would have been a horrible radio show. 
wouldn't have been any fun. Like it no. probably wouldn't. It probably wouldn't have been fun. That, for I've actually, I was actually thinking about that at one point this weekend. If I couldn't get my mic working on Friday, and I just had to sit here and listen to you talk for two hours, how miserable that would have been. Oh, geez, Scoots. <laughs> no, it I mean that bad. I want to. I want to interact though. That would have been painful for me to just sit back and listen. You know, having to listen, especially to with Walker it talk for two hours, especially with it being buggy day. Misery. You know. Yeah, but then you didn't even know that Boogie had committed to UK. <laughs> I was a busy man. Let's take let's let's take our a texter says that would be a net positive. Uh, Hello, good one. Let's take our last commercial break. We'll come back. We'll keep on the Thornton's text line. A lot of good texts to get to. It's a Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Big X Sports Radio. Call. We go seven to eleven. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kale. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You're going to take her to Hoosier Pleasure Land. I think she was even the one that's told the <laughs> server, hey, two separate checks. Uh, Hoosier Pleasure Land. <laughs> that place exists. <laughs> Nobody's been there since 87. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. What in the world are you giggling about, Scoots? Yeah, some giggling. Yeah, what are you giggling about? It was, Giggler? The, it was the Hoosier Pleasure Land rejoin. It always makes me laugh. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah, we don't we don't get to hear the rejoins right now, so it's just we're going off Scoots' cues. But he was cracking up over something, so <laughs> that one makes uh, me laugh nice, every time. It is a nice Monday. We don't have to hear the "We Suck Again" rejoin. That's good. That's true. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't like that it's coming off necessarily a buy. You can play for the Packers. You can play for the Packers <laughs> every freaking Monday. But um, I don't. I don't. I wish it was coming off like a UK football win. But uh, we'll take what we can get. Nice not to hear that today. Nice not to hear that today. Uh, it's nice to wear shady rays every single day. It's just weather's been beautiful fall. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get the sunglasses that you want to fit your face. And remember, you know, snow winter it's right around the corner. They've got the best snow goggles. Shady Rays has prescriptions, blue light, snow goggles, and the best polarized sunglasses on the planet. Company started right here in Kentucky. Use promo code Big X at checkout for 40% off your order. 40% off. Big X at checkout. They've got two locations, physical locations, Oxmoor and then uh, another shop off the 64 that we always talk about. And <laughs> their website, though, is undefeated. The website remains undefeated. You don't have to worry about the stupid names of shops that they change every three years. Uh, ShadyRace.com. They're gonna. That's permanent, baby. ShadyRace.com. Promo code Big X. Forty percent off. Uh, I think you just need to come up with a new name every day for those shops. Well, Scooch will tell you that's what I've been doing. Absolutely, that's what he's been doing. (laughs) I'll get the shops that go outlet in your bluegrass. That's a good one, yeah. That one, that is a really good one. Uh, do you have any other things you want to get to, Roush, or do you just want to do text? I, I feel like we are forgetting maybe another piece of news over the weekend, but whatever. Yep, I think we're at the whatever. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I like yeah. to hear. Yeah. Okay, uh, texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Oh boy. Where Suck it, Scoops. Blue and white boogie. Woo! <laughs> scoops. Not even a Scoots. You're a Scoops. Scoops. <laughs> 
Could you all do KRC and talk completely solo for two hours? Man, that would be... Doing the the shows with just Scoots is every is fun every once in a while, but yeah, yeah. like just doing solo two hours talking. Yeah, I was gonna say doing the shows with Scoots are like my favorite shows when it's just us. Those are really fun. Wow, suck it, Ralph. It's great when we get the gang all together. Uh, I I could do solo radio for two hours, but it just it wouldn't be good. I would I would just yeah. I would just get into politics. It is. I have noticed though, when I do the shows, when it's like uh, just a, a Roush and Scoots joint, I'm like a little winded after the show. Like you just talk so much more than what you normally talk. I don't. I don't know how people do it. Even if they did like a like like Nick Coffee does three hours solo with the producer, and even when that guy chimes in every like, I don't know how. Like at least like Mike and Trevor. Like there's a lot of. You get maybe more Trevor than you want sometimes, you know? So, you know, but, like, he's at least got somebody to kind of uh, get some takes off, to, 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 to breathe a little bit. The ones who – I just – I don't – more power to them. I, my first job with Big X Sports Radio, the sports talker with T.J. Walker, I had a producer named Yates, super great guy. Uh, we, we became friends, and we don't keep up much anymore, but every so often – um, but he wasn't like a big talker. He eventually started talking more as my show went on, but it was basically just like me for an hour with nobody. And it was, uh, folks, it was bad. It was just flat out not entertaining. <laughs> it was just like an I hour was, though, right? Yeah. And it eventually yeah. got to an hour and a half, but then okay. eventually Trevor came on and replaced Yates and Trevor, Trevor's a talker. Mm-hmm. You know, he makes things a lot easier in that regard, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't very good. A texter says, how's Dingus feeling about Boogie Flan? He guaranteed him a Hoosier. Yeah, anytime I – any Hoosier or any Scooter Dingus guarantee from here on out, just go ahead and bet the other way because it's – I mean, I'm just – I'm not good. So, Scoots, who you got tonight? I've got San Fran. But, oh, by the way, guys, so if San Fran covers seven tonight, I finish my Scooter spread selections at eight and five. How about that for an improvement? Ooh. Wow! I'm seven and five right now. Did. Yeah. So you you are having a winning week though. I'm regardless. having a. This is my first That's winning you. week. Yeah. Wow. Big time. You did it. Big time. That is massive. Way to go, buddy. Spears, he, he's going to give you a cookie. <laughs> Can't wait. A texter says, "Roush, what is your favorite part about working for UK media?" Oops, I, I missed one, but we can answer that one first. Um, the free food at the Monday press conferences, of course. Yeah. Uh, that's what I'm in it for. Yeah, when it was taken away for a little bit, Roush nearly left the industry. I, I almost, I almost became a real realtor like TJ. <laughs> that's what that's like. <laughs> um, I don't. It's just, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I don't, I don't, I don't have a. Wish I had one specific thing. Um, well, give us one. He the, answer the damn question. Winning on the road, Be, covering the team when they went on the road is a lot of fun. Like that. Getting away from my wife and kids. But it's also it, – it feels like it's something rare. So, to get to enjoy it and – and I think part of the other thing, too, that, like, it's really easy to get um, – I don't know if cynical is the right word, but, like, there was one dude who had a thread on our board, and he's like, I know I'm going to take a lot of flack, but I'm ready to be done with stoops. And it's like, I'm glad that, like, at least being around these people a lot, it, it, it helps me pump the brakes on a lot of those super-duper hot takes. I, I need that because if not, 
like I, I like to just say fire Matt Canada, you know, like that's very easy, low hanging fruit, but like, I'm not around Matt Canada all the time. So I can't just be quick on the trigger. Um, being around them hel- helps me have a little bit better perspective on what's going on and understanding that like as bad as things may seem like they actually have been doing some, some good things. Uh, through the first seven games of the season, and there's still plenty of time for them for this to be a, a good year um, if the light bulbs go off for the offense. So they just, you know, take steps in the right direction, both defending the passes and uh, completing some passes. That's why Roush is the professional that he is. You ask him a question about his favorite thing, he turns it into some analysis for you. Look at it. Look right. at it. Sure. Sure. Uh, I'm here for it. TJ, I feel like I lose a lot of my personal plays, but always seem to win your picks that I ride. Thank you, sir, for not letting me go completely broke. Hey, no problem. Um, I will definitely get gambling picks wrong frequently. But 15-9 and nine after the start that I had in our little picks of the week, I'm that's proud of that. pretty good. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not too shabby. Lucky when 3-0 uh, and oh, and the ones he gave away. Uh, Peak just parlays our three picks, and he's hit. I think one of us has gone 3-0 and oh in three out of four weeks, so like that's a nice little – Cha-ching. Man, Roush, I've been tailing Luckett, too. That man is on fire. He's he's the last two weeks, he's been oh, really good. He's, he's not completely on fire, all right? So slow your roll he's, down there. He's been really good the last two weeks. So you, you, I've been really good every week, so you suck it, pal. I did finally have a couple NFL losers, though. The damn Bills, man. But it was fun to get that Jalen Hurts uh Shove in touchdown. That's a great fun little prop that I figured out to get for plus money. So that's how you come out ahead, baby. After looking at how bad South Carolina South Carolina is, there's no reason we shouldn't win that game on the road. Would be a really bad look on Stoops if you can't get at least one win on the road against Mississippi State or South Carolina. I would agree with that. That's not that's not going to be good if you can't win one of those two road games. Yeah, th- those. I will say though that those teams are different at home. Um, my hope. That. My hope is that, I mean, South Carolina is, are they two and five now? I believe they're two and five. So they really have to, like, they, they could be completely down in the dumps by that UK game. They've got to go to Texas A&M this weekend. That's a big one. Um, because if they don't win that, they're not I, don't, that. I don't, I don't think they have a really a pathway to be bowl eligible, right? Like, cause I mean, they'll, they'll win Jack state at home. But they have yeah. Bandy at home before the UK game. They'll win that one. So that's four wins. Then they need to beat Clemson and Kentucky and Clemson. So there's the path. You win your last four because they, they went in at A&M. So that gets you right then and there at two and six, and you have to win out. But so bit, X8, bit. Bandy, UK, Clemson, all of them at home. Let's do it. Like, damn, Roush, now Mississippi State's going to be playing UK for a bowl game. South Carolina is going to be playing UK for a bowl game. That's why you no. gotta go there and you gotta you gotta rip their hearts out while you can. Yeah, which would be great to do to Beamer. You see Beamer whining more after his loss. Oh, Shane whining never. Well, I haven't covered a game at Mizzou, but everybody does say that their visiting press conference is a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, the last one I remember doing. It's like uh, you're just under the bleachers outside, and like all the equipment managers are trying to pack up, and it's really loud. Um, but it doesn't. People don't complain about it if you win. So, uh, Shane Beamer, do you know how many times he's beaten Missouri, TJ? Zero, right? Yeah, zero. Yeah. They always lose to the other Columbia school. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, tough weekend for the Hoosiers. One player boogied to Lexington and another caught 
heading for the border in Baco in parentheses. Thanks. We weren't sure who you're talking about there for a taco grand grande. Got to get rid of those clown pants. Scoots has nothing to do Ooh. with the pants has nothing to do with are the you, pants. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? How yes. many championships in the last 20 years has IU won with those pants? That's irrelevant. How many times have I been in trouble while wearing those pants? Zero. A lot. That's probably. the real answer. A texter says, we'd probably get a lot more value out of one of the secret scrimmages rather than an inter-squad one. Feels like something Cal won't do until they let them televise it. Correct. And also Mitch Barnhart. Like, I'd, I mean – you got to think of you're just willingly. I I, I don't know, TJ. What, what do you think they made on make on gate for one game at Rupp Arena? Um, it's going to be a pretty good pretty good day at the. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I don't know what like let's just say they make five hundred thousand dollars every Kentucky home basketball game. I don't know. I, is, is, but, well, but, yeah, but what's let's just say that's the number. What's your point? You just miss five hundred thousand dollars like that. That that pays for a lot in the UK athletics budget. Yeah, but like a secret scrimmage, you know, you that's just like it's to benefit your team. It's not, it's not a money maker for anybody. It's just a benefit for your team. Exactly, to go but, play some other people. So, like, is it is it worth five hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, I don't get the money aspect of it because, like, it's not. You're, you're, not, you're not getting that gate. Yeah, but you're not. But like, nobody's doing that, and everybody does secret scrimmages. So right, but Kentucky, I guess, I guess the other thing, I know they did it for charity or whatever, um, but yeah, uh, I will think? say, I will say, I think that Cal doesn't do the secret scrimmages because he didn't come up with it. Like it wasn't his idea, so he's just like, oh man, all right, well, I don't want to, I don't want to play along with it. So it was his <laughs> idea, though. Like when this summer basketball thing gets rolling, Cal's going to be like the biggest proponent of it. But oh. I agree with the texture. Like, dude, secret scrimmages can be very beneficial. Uh, they did it in the pandemic year against Transylvania because they just needed to play somebody and win, and then that game ended up being closer than they wanted it to be. Yeah, yeah. Roush, for what it's worth, if if it's a sellout at Rupp Arena and the average ticket price is fifty dollars, one point one million. Boom. Yeah, but there's, but there's costs too. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's the. But then there's concessions and then yeah. there's parking and you're probably making yeah, at least not, a mil. I would guess maybe a mil a game potentially. Uh, I have no clue, though. We could be so far off on that. A texter says, we love the makeup of this group, but, man, we really need to get our bigs healthy. Hopefully the Z thing is just a precautionary and he's ready to give us 10 or 15 minutes come the start of the season. Uh, how about Somto Sirel? He dominated the Boozer Twins on the OTE. Mm -hmm. uh, him and Carter Knox, who could be a future cat down the road, they – they put a whooping on the Boozer Twins, considered some of the best recruits in all of high school despite classes. Somto, you want to come rebound for us in December? <laughs> Seriously. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how big of a deal it is that UK doesn't have Bradshaw um, and Uganda and Big Z right now. I do think you can do Trey Mitchell, and I think you can be really hard to guard, but I do think you'll give up some inside interior defensively and you'll give up a lot rebounding. But I think Bradshaw, this is not inside info, but I think Bradshaw is going to be back sooner than people think. Um, you know, I think it'll like in December, we'll see him rocking and rolling with the Cats. Roush, I do think we may not see Uganda this season. The way it's just reading between the lines with Cal and how he is now just like, you know, every time he talks, he'll note that like, Uganda's a little further out. He's going to be a little longer. 
I think this is going to be one of those nagging foot things where it's like January and you just wonder if, if he even decides to, to do it or just you shut it down for the year. I'm worried that we may not see you gun of the season. Talking out my butt here, but I, I think that's a fair concern just kind of reading between the lines of Cal's comments. Bradshaw, I think he's going to play. Hopefully he stays healthy. Hopefully there's no setbacks. Big Z, he's going to play at some point, but I think he's really raw and we may not love what we see from him and the minutes that he does get. Uh, but you gonna, I'm starting to worry if we see him at all this year. I'm just wondering how, um, how long can I mentally prepare myself for Kentucky to not be good at rebounding? Because it's, it's, oh gosh, but, you know what I mean? Like it's been a given. So like now I'm telling myself, like, who cares about rebounding? You got the guards just outscore them, right? There's going to be a team. They're going to have to score a lot in the 80s this year. That, oh, yeah. That, yeah. Like, they have to win oh, that way. No slowing way. down. No taking air out of the ball. We got to be – we got the we got the horses to run. Yeah, run. Exactly. So, like, I'm, I'm very much happy and looking forward to that. But there's going to be one game where I have to tell myself, like, all right, this is the deal you made. You know, it's going to be some Alabama, um, like that that one dude, that big uh, – Bidiaco is going to have, like, 17 and 15 against UK, and you're going to be like, oh, why can't anybody block him out? What are we doing? And then you realize, like, oh, we're, we're running up and down now. We aren't – we don't have those dogs in there inside. It's okay. This is the price we pay. You just got to live with it. I just don't know how long my patience is going to be able to withstand that because there is something – demoralizing about giving up a bunch of offensive rebound putbacks. Roush, those games are going to be few and far between, though. I mean, I, I do think with the exactly. guards that Kentucky has coming in, they're, the the guards rebounding the ball is going to be pivotal for Kentucky this year. And I think they're, they'll play a big part of the rebounding numbers. Uh, they have to be I, aggressive. They're going to have to go ca- cla- crash the glass. Need a to stay out of foul trouble. That That's just basically like every game. It's like, please, Adu, don't. Don't get in foul trouble because you're going to have to do a lot. And he is – TJ, he, there's going to be a lot of, like, old uh, old guys who love Adutiero, and he's, like, their favorite player just because he's, like, he's just a hustle. He's a hustler. I don't consider myself an old dude, but I love Adutiero. You, like, you're you're old. Guys like that. But you need you, people that are going to get their hands all over different parts of the game. We grew up uh, with, like, Chuck Hayes is our favorite guy because he was this undersized dude. And, like, you're a big Liggins guy. Like, he does all of the, like, defensive hustle glue role player stuff, and we're just going to eat it up. We're going to eat it up. Oh, yeah. I'm a sucker for those type of players, and he definitely fits that category. You're going to need him to be aggressive on the glass and go rebound. And um, I, I, this is a game nobody's probably thought of. I'm going to bring back some PTSD, bad memories. But, like, oh, no. the, our – the pandemic team, the Askew team that stunk. Uh, I hate that all, he always gets like the lead on that, but no, yeah, but it's, it's, it's appropriate. Yeah, the point guard. Um, that Mississippi State SEC tournament game on my birthday, like we could not get a rebound to save our lives. And I think Dante Allen still had a shot at the buzzer to win, but like uh-huh. it was just like, oh my gosh, get a rebound, get a rebound. And Mississippi State was it would just Toe miss, Smith who had they missed thirty shots inside and just get every rebound until they'd score again. And UK still was in the game. And I remember after that thinking, like, all right, well, we won't have to worry about rebounding again because Oscar's, you know, he's on the bench right now, but he was ineligible to play. We won't have to worry about rebounding moving forward. That's nice. Well, that's over now. Like, now we will need to worry about rebounding again. But I think you have enough athletes and good basketball players. Hopefully, you're not going to win the glass every night, but hopefully you just don't get totally dominated one night. Uh, yeah. Texter says, Crimson yeah. Corey is one of the most annoying people on Twitter. Glad to see him going through it. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about a meltdown. That whoever was running that Twitter account, his friends need to check on him, tell him that everything's going to be okay. 
uh, he was coming after Tristan, Tristan Ferris, like had a tweet, but it was basically kind of like alluding like, Hmm, I wonder if this is why UK never went after Mbako, which is maybe like silly, you know, stuff happens. College kids are going to do college kid stuff, but Holy smokes. You would have thought that like, that was the, uh, the end of the world based on the way Crimson Corey reacted to it. What a dork. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who- if a UK player is in the same situation, he'd be the first one making jokes. Oh, no doubt about it. Yeah, and then I- he just Scoots, go ahead. I don't I don't I don't know who that is, but yeah, he's a douche. There's there's three or four of those accounts on Twitter that follow Indiana that are just mm, not good. Can handle it. Can handle it's the a, it's internet. It's a weekend for IU athletics. No doubt about that. Uh hey, Louisville City got a big win. Woo. Here we go. Playoffs, City, right? Yeah, here we go. This playoffs, yeah, and this was looking like it was going to be the first year in existence that Louisville City wasn't going to host a playoff match. They were the fifth seed. They had to go on the road to Memphis, the fourth seed. They win in PKs. I watched it. It was very dramatic, nice. very exciting. Our goalkeeper guessed right every time, didn't stop a ball, except for the last one he guessed wrong, and the dude just missed the goal. <laughs> so uh, that was kind of funny how all that shook out. But the one seed went down. The two seed went down. I don't know if the three seed went down. They played yesterday. I forgot to check. So, Lou City will get to host a playoff match next Saturday, 730. And if they win that, they'll have a chance to, to host another playoff match. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals every year of existence dating back to, what, 2015? It's an incredible, incredible sports streak. They need one more win to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals. But they will have hosted a playoff match every single season of existence. That's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, shout out to the UK men's soccer team. Knocked off number one, Marshall. Yeah, Marshall, you heard that. Marshall, Marshall. Number one team in the country went down thanks to the Cats. Woo-hoo! It's a really disappointing year for, for UK men's soccer with just like super duper high expectations. Um, but that was a big one. Maybe that's going to get their butts yeah, in Yeah, get the ball rolling in the right direction. And they may need to win their conference tournament to get into the tournament, but, you know, we'll worry about that. Uh, Charles, ooh, all right, so the three seed did win, so there is a chance Louisville City may have to go on the road, but uh, still pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool how that all worked out. And soccer season is, like, super long, way too long, but playoffs yep. are fun. I mean, those atmospheres at Lynn Family Stadium on Saturday, that's going to be really good. Another texter says, at this point, we have even less rim protection than we did last year. We need Z healthy ASAP. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, I think I mean, rim protection may be a bigger deal than rebounding with our current makeup. It's a good text is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the rim protection hasn't been there. Um, for years. Right. I mean, not, you've got to go back to Nick Richards. I mean, Olivier Sar a little bit, man, he was a good player. Just that team. Yeah. Uh, 11 personnel, Nick and Adam, uh, weird seeing his name, Adam. Nick and Luckett say UK fans have logo scaries when it comes to Tennessee. They go on to say this Tennessee team is not the same one from last year, which is true, but our team is the same as last year. Our QB and our QB and wide receiver play is worse. Uh, I guess they meant our team is not the same as last year. After watching our secondary against Mizzou, I think Tennessee will be able to sling it, sling it all over us. They're going to go after Phillips. Yeah, but, I mean, that was one game. Like, if you think – like, I'm, I'm going to think that Andrew Phillips is more like the first six games of the year than the last one. Um, that happens sometimes. Corners get exposed. Like, they just kind of spiral a little bit, and he did. So, I'm not too worried. But, like, yeah, I mean, that's just you being, like, you. It, 
it's okay. Like we get it. I, I'm I can be a self loathing UK fan sometimes when it comes to thinking about Kentucky versus Tennessee too. But um, th- this is they aren't world beaters. Is is our point? Um, yes, Kentucky needs to play better, but also um, Ray Davis being a little bit more productive than Chris Rodriguez was last year. Offensive line a lot better than it was last year. Front seven a lot better than it was last year, and a lot of. A lot of Kentucky success is stopping the run. A lot of Tennessee success is running the football. So, yeah, um, going to be good to. We got all week to talk about yep, it. Yep. Roush, by the like by Saturday, are you just so sick of talking about like the upcoming UK football game? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I, well, I just kind of run out of stuff to say. I feel like I'm repeating myself on like all you the know? different platforms too, and what. Right, like I just feel like I'm being a little redundant. Yeah. You know? Well. We'll, we'll we got all week to talk about this one, and we will. Watson's last full game, he went 27 of 33 for 289 yards and two touchdowns. Unfortunately, hurt his rotator cuff in the process. Yeah. Well, that's not a good stat for me saying that he stinks, but, uh, you know, he stinks. <laughs> just, I'm not going to let facts get in the way of my opinion on this one. John here. Good morning, everyone. What a great boogie weekend, my friends. Man, Coach Cal is back in a good way with recruiting, and we saw blue and white game. He has the team moving in the right direction. You know, so far we have guys that can tickle the twine. They share the ball and do not trespass on each other's skills or try to resist Coach Cal and the staff directions on of a team chasing the big one. By gosh, let's get this season going, boys. Well, got to go. Cat you later. Oh, he took a little shot at Mbako there, Scoots. Hmm. Don't like that. We're out of time. We got a few more texts to get to. We'll save them for tomorrow. Everybody have a great Monday. This is Kentucky Roll Call and Big X. Roll Call. You win.